What's up? You're listening to Price Count, the podcast where you get all your Pokemon all in one place. And hey, how's it going? It's been a bit. I've been saying that a lot lately. Well, not lately. Previous episodes, but not lately. Um, I took a little bit of a break. Um, just kind of tried to figure out where I standed on this podcast, how I wanted to work on it and make it better. Because last couple episodes, I didn't really feel too motivated I didn't really too feel motivated to the Pokemon community in general. Um, long story. Last episode, I actually talk about that a lot. But I had some thinking, and I thought that I've been saying that this is all your Pokemon all in one place. And I realized my episodes have been all your Pokemon. Are all the Pokemon, all Pokemon stuff. So I'm kind of going to switch up formats a bit. Today's overarching... Not overarching, but today's main topic is... I'm actually going to be talking about Black and White 2. I just finished the main story of that game. Um, and kind of wanted to do like my review portion of it. Review. My thoughts, impressions. It's a review. Um, but I'm going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Because the great and awesome thing about Pokemon... There's news every day. There's always something new coming out. There's so many like baskets that... Pokemon has their eggs in. Is that a phrase? I mean, it makes sense. Pokemon has a lot of Pokemon eggs and stuff. But yeah, so... My review about the Pokemon Black and White 2 games is going to be coming towards the end of the episode. I am going to... In my editing, and there are going to be show notes. I don't know how Anchor puts those, but there will be show notes in there saying time steps and stuff once I get to it. Let's um do news. By the way, this whole beginning part, I'm, I'm going to have like a name, maybe Deck Keeping... That sounds like dick keeping. Maybe not. Um, upkeep, no, that's that's a magic thing. Um, draw phase? Shuffle draw? I don't know. I'll think of it. Let's just say it's the um, deck, build, deck building portion. Maybe? Let's say deck building portion. This is the beginning part. I'm going to talk about, you know, stuff that's going on, podcasts, etc., etc., show notes, it, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but yeah, so, speaking of show notes, let's see what we got first. Okay, so, let's get into Sword and Shield. Since my last episode, a lot of stuff has happened. They announced more Pokemon. There was more, um, more release about the news and different stuff. But let's see. Let's get into the Pokemon. There was some really cool Pokemon and Pokemon-related news for the new Sword and Shield stuff. Um, so, of the new Pokemon that were announced, Yamper was officially announced. Because, you know, you could play it during the E3 demo, but they had official announcement about it. Fun fact, they didn't talk anything about Impotimp. Which was a playable Pokemon, but you didn't really get to do anything with it. But you really didn't get to, like, see much of it, or know too much about it, and they still haven't talked about it. So, Yamper, Electric Corgi, freaking adorable, love it. Um, Gigantamaxing, it has the biggest heart butt, butt heart, whatever. It's fantastic. Next was Alakremi. Um, Alakremi, I think Alakremi, was she released before this? Well, Alakremi, regardless, she was talking about more. It's, you know, it's kind of like the Slurpuff kind of Pokemon where, you know, it's a little cream dessert, which is something probably to do with the UK. It's, um... How, how would you describe Alakremi? Like, I guess more of a cream puff. 
Well, Slurp Puff was a cream puff. Uh, yeah, but uh, so yeah. Anyways, Alacremi. Um, there was Roly Coley, which I thought was really cool. Roly Coley is is it Fire Rock? I want to say it's a Fire Rock Pokemon. Uh, but essentially, what it is, it's it's a coal Pokemon. It's based off like coal, because like before the longest time, coal was you know very important to run a lot of industrial stuff. And then there is Duraludon, Daruludon, Duruludon, Duruludon, Darura. Yeah, um, he is essentially. I mean, as it he. He's Mecha Godzilla. Tyranitar is Godzilla. Duraludon is Mecha Godzilla, which I think is super cool. Um, they even like they even say Duraludon um, isn't the same areas as Tyranitar, and they battle each other in the mountains to uh, to like show dominance. It's really cool. They also. They also showed off, there was a contest earlier this year about trying to name the most powerful metal or steel attack in this game. And it looks like Duraludon's going to have it. And it's only in Japanese right now, so all the translations are all over the place. But the kind of name is the Exhaustive Beam. Um, it looks like a Hyper Beam on steroids. It's probably going to have the same thing where it's either going to, you have to rest for a turn like Hyper Beam, or you take Massive Recoil, or something like that. Exhaustive Beam kind of seems like it's going to be, um, like you have to rest, like Hyper Beam, um, and that kind of stuff. Um, along with these Pokemon, they showed off a little bit of new abilities, like Roly Coley. Okay, Roly Coley is just a rock type, um, but it has a steam engine, which is really cool. Which means if it gets hit by, I think, a fire or a water move. Gosh, I, don't, I can't see from here. But I think it's a fire or water move. It Its speed raises drastically. Um, which, if you don't know, like in Pokemon terms, it means it raises by three stages. So it gets 1.5 times speed if hit by a fire or water move. Which is crazy. And Roly Coley actually looks like a basic like baby Pokemon. It could definitely evolve. No problem. It's... it's Oh, it's gonna be hard to say. I mean, it's lump of coal right now. Oh, what if it turns to like rock steel or um, so it becomes more refined and becomes more like a diamond because it gets so much heat. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so and then uh, Duraludon has light metal and heavy metal. Uh, light metal's ability. Um, I don't see it right here. Let me do some quick googling. Boop, 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 boop. Light metal Pokemon ability. So light metal, actually light metal isn't a new ability. It's in Gen 5. Um, it's essentially like it makes the weight halved. Um, let's see what heavy metal does. Heavy metal sounds like it increases the weight. So weight is doubled. I think it's really interesting that its weight is halved because Duraludon, like it looks like a chonky boy. But in its stats, it's 5'11", which means it's the same height as I am. Ugh. Um, but it's also only 88 pounds. So this thing's like, it's a steel dragon Pokemon. It's going to be actually fast, which is going to be terrifying. Going to wreck freaking competitive probably for a while. Because 
what's it gonna be week two? It's gonna be week two ground. I think that's it. I think it's gonna be week to ground. It's gonna be neutral to fire, neutral to dragon, um, neutral to dark, neutral to psychic, neutral to water. Actually, it's gonna be four times resistant to water. Um, rock is gonna be resistant. It's gonna be resistant to fairy, and it's gonna have. Oh man, it's gonna be able to wreck fairies. Man, Sylveon, watch out. Uh, yeah. So there's that. And then they also announced um, a couple new things. They announced new characters. Uh, the, so there was Leo. Then there was... Oh, man. Give me a second. I had the show notes, but, you know, it's kind of still all over the place. There you go. Characters. So they announced two interesting new things. That for the gym leaders... Sword and shield are actually gonna have different gym leaders. It's probably gonna be about the like early gym. I believe Sword is gonna have Bay, Bea, B, Bo, Ba, Baba B, Baba Boo. But Bay is gonna be the fighting gym leader. She looks like a freaking badass. She is a prodigy in karate. And let's see, and I'm she's gonna be the sword gym leader. So, in Sword, you're going to get Distrim Leader. In Shield, you're going to get Alistair, who is uh, the edgiest of edgelords. And he has all the ghost Pokemon. He's wearing a mask and stuff. It's like peak 2008 anime lovers. One Piece, Death Note, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, he's the... So, that that's really interesting that in these games, you're going to have different gym leaders. And it's going to be a different experience getting to the Pokemon League. Or whatever that end thing is going to be. Pokemon League, whatever. They're probably the third gym leaders. Because you know Milo is the first gym leader. Nessa, who is the water gym leader. Which I'm pretty sure I talked about last episode. Regardless, Nessa is the water gym leader. Her main boy is Dreadnaw. Oh yeah, we saw that. It was right after E3. Dreadnaw, who is the great water turtle. And uh, Bay and Alice are probably going to be Bay. She's going to be called Bay Because she's Bay. Um, and Alistair, third gym leader is more than likely... And there was also, let's see, there was Leo, who is the current champion. So there's going to be, like, I assume a Pokemon League. Uh, And then there's also going to be the chairman, who looks kind of, like, very Tony Stark. His name's Chairman Rose. I want to say Tony Stark. I mean, like, he has characteristics of Tony Stark. I'm not saying he's Iron Man. Marvel and Disney doesn't own Pokemon yet. Um, But... He's the one that, uh, he kind of, he's the chairman of the Pokemon League, so he's kind of behind the scenes. He's a large business conglomerate, so it kind of goes like, all these are like Pokemon stadiums. So he's kind of like, say, you know, these stadiums have this sponsor, those sponsors, blah, 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 blah. And then there's Olena, who is the secretary for Chairman Rose, um, she kind of looks like a blonde Jessie with like resting bitch face that just means that she's just like she doesn't care and she's could like kick your ass whatever i have a feeling these two are going to be very plot heavy there's going to be something going on with the pokemon league that you're going to have to find out that's just my idea i could be 100 percent wrong i could be 100 percent right who knows i'm still making that the new switch the upgraded one is going to be called the switch up um still have a bet on that we'll see I think as far as characters, that was those forward ones announced. Ba, 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 ba. 
Okay, and yeah, they also announced some version exclusives. I just remember that. So for Shield, um, you get Larvitar and Gumi, which is the, you know, Rock, Dark, and Dragon Pokemon. They are both defensively heavy, and there's going to be Jangmo and Dino. Is going to be in Pokemon Sword, which are the more offensive Dragon Pokemons, which, you know, that's cool. Um, and that's that's all they've announced so far. There's more speculation. I feel like. So if Shield gets Tyranitar, maybe Sword gets Daruladon, or maybe Daruladon's in both. It's it's really hard to say at this point. Uh, but finally what they announced in the Pokemon news as far as Sword and Shield is Gigantamaxing so I I already was speculating this but so Dynamaxing is Pokemon Grow Huge Gigantamaxing is one step above that where be, they, they they straight up become Kaiju there's like no no doubt about it and this one not only makes them bigger actually like changes the look of them a lot so Dreadnought like stands up on his like two hind legs and looks just like super menacing standing up. He has like a new horn and his jaw is insane. And they all have like this red swirl around them. The other one that they showed for Gigantamax is Corviknight. Corviknight gets huge. It has a huge wingspan and its fetters become alive from the looks of it. And they become birds circling around it. Which means it's going to probably have a special move with those birds. Or those birds are maybe going to activate an ability. Where maybe he can't take damage or takes less damage. Um, ba, 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 ba. And then also Alacremi. And Alacremi essentially turns into a giant wedding cake. It is now confirmed to literally be the biggest Pokemon in all of Pokemon existence. Because it's coming at a 98 foot tall cake it's a 98 foot tall fairy pokemon bigger than the dynamax bigger than dynamax and kaiju gengar and all that stuff which is from the original anime that kind of stuff it's it's really interesting and so gigantamax forms um comes after you dynamax but only during from what it looks like special pokemon in max raid battles which means these Pokemon, there's going to be special event Pokemon scattered around the raid battles that you have with your friends. They're probably going to be like, probably like the five star raids you see in Pokemon Go. Um, they, and they each gain access to a special move. Like Alakrami gets G-Max Finale. Um, it heals all Pokemon on the side while dealing damage to the opponent, probably a lot. Corviknight has Wind Rage, G-Max, like GX. Um, it removes... Any effects of reflect light screen spikes such as terrain and also does damage. And then Dreadnought has G-Max Stone Surge. Um, let's see. It deals damage. It also it also puts uh, stealth rocks on the opponent's side of the field. So it's it that'll be good like a first turn setup if you could do this first turn. Because it's pretty much like if you can guarantee knockout first Pokemon and then have the the stealth rocks so your opponent, you know, has to get rid of those. Maybe with a G Max Corviknight. G Max, by the way, is a weird way. They're G moves. 
yeah, Pokemon is this may be changed in the final iteration. I don't think so. I think it's you know like there. But yeah, um, that was the biggest news for Sword and Shield. Let's move on. Let's actually go to more games as Pokemon Go. So since we last uh, talked, there was a couple of cool things coming out of Pokemon Go. First was Armored Mewtwo and Raids, which is still going in Raids right now. I actually have uh, EX Raid Pass coming on for tomorrow, which is Wednesday, 24th here. Um, and Armored Mewtwo is about for the Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, which is the fully 3D CGI remake of Pokemon the First Movie, which looks fantastic. Um, Armored Mewtwo is in there because, like, you know, they actually he there was an armored up Mewtwo because he escaped from, you know, Giovanni or whatever Rocket's thing was doing for him. So it's now in raids. Um, I've been trying to get into raids, but I'm not as active in Pokemon Go as I'd like to be. So I don't like really have any raid groups or whatever. Um, not there isn't a lack of them in San Diego. I just don't like talking to people. Surprising, I know. I'm like in this talk box, but yeah. Um, so that's that. I'm pretty sure it's going on to the end of the month. So if you want like a really, I don't want to say cool, but I do want to say cool. It's like, it is like Edgelord Mewtwo essentially. It has like the armor and the armor has spikes and all that stuff. It's like when you're in high school, early 2000s, you went to Hot Topic. This is where you see Mewtwo. You see Mewtwo at the Hot Topic. At least this one. Um, going on to the more current stuff. There is the um, Straw Hat Pikachu event going on. Um, that, so it's essentially it's Pikachu with the One Piece hat that M- Monkey D. Luffy, Luffy D. Monkey. I don't watch One Piece. Whoever does and listen to this, I'm sorry. But I know his name's Luffy. It's a Straw Hat. Over here on the west coast of the of the world, Western world, um, it's just Straw Hat Pikachu. But Japan and Asian countries, it's One Piece hat Pikachu, whatever. The, the, the reason they're doing this really cool is um, it's a really cool thing. So the creator of One Piece, Ichihiro Oda, I hope I said that correct. Um, he's participating in the reconstruction effort by donating statues of Straw Hat Pirates, which will be special Pikachu, uh, Pikachu, Pokestops, um, featuring special comics in Pokemon Go to help the reconstruction of the Kumamoto Prefecture, which is hit by the really big earthquake in 2016. It's to help with that, to help spread awareness of that, but also celebrating the third anniversary of Pokemon Go, which just passed. Like, if you've been playing since day one, more or less like me, and I had a, I had a, I have an Android phone, I had an Android phone, so I actually had to download the APK file, which means I had to download it off the web, uh, website because it wasn't released off the actual app store yet. And it was shit because it kept crashing because Niantic did not expect the kind of surge it was going to get. Um, but yeah, that was great. I ran outside, caught a golem. Coolest thing ever. Now I have three million golems and they're all candies now because it's golem and Geodude. I meant to say I saw a Geodude. I did find him a, um, a choke really fast. It was even Need a King. Need a King? Need a King. in my house at the time. Um, yeah. Early Pokemon Go days were really fun. Pokemon Go is still fun. It's still still going really strong. 
Community Day just passed. Anyone in San Diego listening to this, highly recommend the zoo or the wild animal park if you could go. One, you see all these super cool animals. Two, Pokestops galore. There's so many Pokestops, so many lures going on because lures last the whole time. It's just so many Pokemon. I got three shinies. I caught probably like, I don't know, a hundred Mudkips. I have now the good shining pink boys. Swampert looks kind of dumb, but it's shiny, so that's all that matters. Uh, that's, yeah, do recommend for community days. Those places. Bubble Park, San Diego's a really good one. Um, apparently, Imperial Beach. This is super localized. Whoever is not in San Diego, which is probably like more than one of you, maybe. Um, yeah, you don't know any of these places except for maybe the, the zoo. Which the zoo is fantastic. Um, yeah, that's that's that going on. And then a new event that was actually just dro- dropped last night, which would have been the twenty second of July. There is finally Team Rocket has finally showed up in Pokemon Go, and the way they've done it is really cool. So it's actually going to be special Pokestops you could see going around that are I think they're either black or the dark purple and stuff. You go to them, you actually fight a member of Team Rocket. And you get a Shadow Pokemon, which is also a cool thing. Shadow Pokemon is like from Gale of Darkness. And like the TCG, it was Dark Pokemon TCG, but Gale of Darkness for the GameCube, which I didn't get to play, which sucks. I really want to play that. Don't have a GameCube, don't have the game. That's on bucket list material right there. Um, but it's So you get Shadow Pokemon, which you can catch. They know like a move and they know Frustration. Which it was, if you know anything about Pokemon games, frustration um, is a move that the more the Pokemon doesn't like you, the stronger it is. There are steps to purify the Pokemon, which looks like just requires Stardust and candy from the Pokemon. And when you do that, um, they become regular Pokemon and they get the move Return. Which, that's a move the more the Pokemon likes you, the stronger it is. I don't know how it's going to work at Pokemon Go. I don't think that mechanic's going to be there. I think it's just a base, like... Normal move, 80 damage, blah, blah, it's a charge move, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I have not got a chance to do this. I'm actually going again to the San Diego Zoo today, um, which is, again, Pokestops galore. Hopefully, I'll see some of that. I should probably start posting that stuff on Twitter um, or Instagram. I have an Instagram. Price count at both of them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I'm really liking that. They're supporting Pokemon Go and it's going strong and they keep adding new things that Pokemon fans like old and new would really like. Like OG Pokemon fans are losing their mind. New Pokemon fans like Shadow Pokemon. What is this Digimon? I mean old Pokemon fans are saying that too. Because you know Pokemon. Uh, Yeah. So I think that's the big things about Pokemon Go. Uh, Let's talk about another Big news it was dropped. Nintendo Switch Lite. So Nintendo Switch Lite was announced probably a week ago today, maybe a week and a half ago today. It's pretty much Nintendo's um, replacement for the 3DS. They said they're going to continue to support the 3DS. They're not. Um, and 3DS games are still going strong. Also wrong. Um, but Nintendo Switch Lite is a $200 system. It's handheld only, doesn't dock, doesn't have removable Joy-Cons, which I 
kind of really like. It's it's a smaller system, smaller screen, does have a longer battery life. Um, but having it as just one system and still able to play all of your Switch games, I think that's super cool. Um, and the $200 price point is crazy. This is going to start getting people into getting a Switch and getting a thing. Like, releasing it this year, along with Pokemon, is going to drive Switch sales out of this world. It's probably going to be the best-selling thing this holiday. Because Sony or Xbox, they don't have anything coming out. Stadia, if it's coming out this year, it ain't going to go strong. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Respawn Aim Fire, a uh, really cool podcast. Shout out to them. Chad and uh, Holden. Uh, they did a whole thing talking about Stadia. They're talking about it um, on their most recent episode where it's kind of like, oh, they did an AMA. It kind of doesn't look too great. I may pick it up just because it's a super cheap price point. But it's not it's not gonna go anywhere near Nintendo unless for whatever reason they fucking get Nintendo to sponsor them and have like Pokemon games on Stadia. Then yes, I'd give them all my money. I mean they already have all my money. I have a freaking Android phone and use Google everything, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Nintendo Switch Lite looks pretty cool. It comes in three base colors, which pop 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 I had it up, but it's not right here. I'm not looking for Pokemon. I'm looking for a Nintendo. Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, three base colors. It's going to be... There's this blue one. There's like this yellow one. And there's this clean gray one. They all look really good. They look like really nice. They have huge aesthetic. There's also... And this is what I'm talking about. There's a Pokemon Sword and Shield one. Same price point. Not going to come with the game. But it is like this nice like white color and it has legendaries, box legendaries on the back of the system. The Joy-Con, the Joy-Cons, but the joysticks are red and blue to showing off the games. Um, which are really, I think it's really cool that the newest game for this new generation of games has the same color palette as the games from the Game Boy. Red and blue, Sword and Shield is red and blue, you know. Something I just, nice aesthetic touch, Pokemon pays attention, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited about uh, Switch Lite. I have a Switch. I literally use it every day because I have some free time from going home to work. I play on my lunch break. I'm playing Enter the Gungeon nonstop. As soon as Sword and Shield comes out, I'll be playing that nonstop. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it. I have a Switch. I'm going to have both. I'll make my regular Switch my primary home system and make the Switch Lite one I just carry with me on the go. Having extended battery life is really nice. Um, it'll, it'll be good for, like, I play a lot of, like, smaller roguelites on the Switch. It's become my roguelite system. Having, like, that extended, like, nine-hour battery life is going to be insane. Smaller screen, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's what it is. I've I played... Game Boys and Nintendo DS's for a good half of my life, so playing on small screens ain't nothing new. So yeah, I I really interested. Like I've seen mixed reviews all over this. Most people were saying that they're. I've been like talking to people to see if they're going to finally get a Switch. Most people are like kind of like me, which is really surprising. They're going to get another Switch. I don't want to say most people, but like a good portion of people, a surprising number of people, are saying that. Um, I just think that means Nintendo knows their their player base yeah that that's that was a bombshell it comes out 
I want to say September 20th this year, or is it later than that? Let's see. Nintendo Switch Lite. I don't see. September 20th. September 20th. And then I believe the Pokemon one actually comes a little later. Let's see. Let's go to Nintendo.com official website. Ah, oh wow. So the Switch Lite actually was releasing November 8th, which is like another like month and a half. But that is a week before the new game comes out. So I can see that. I'm... Oh man, I'm looking at it again. It looks so clean. Okay, it is like pink and blue. But it might as well be red and blue or blue and red. You know. It's an odd. That's what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, Yeah. So that's that news out of the way. Let's go on to the TCG. So, uh, TCG this season, um, which means this like thing before the World Championships just happening in little under a month. I want to say actually a couple weeks. Um, it's it's gonna be the World Championships, which means this season's almost over. All the big non-worlds or internationals, the regional championships, they've all happened. Um, rotation's gonna happen soon, so it's gonna be. A really interesting grab bag of what the world championship's gonna be. There's not gonna be any real tournaments until Worlds once the rotation happens, because it's like I think the week before. Uh, but what they have done is they've actually announced the next um, series of regional tournaments um, for the U.S. and the uh, U.S., Canada, and Europe. Um, so. They've, it's pretty much starting September 28th, uh, going until June the next year for Europe, and September 7th and September 28th for Europe. Um, and these are going to be all the regionals that are taking place. Let me just go down the list. There is going to be Atlantic City, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Knoxville, Tennessee, Richmond, Virginia, Portland, Oregon, San Diego, California. I'm super excited about that. I'm actually going to get into the DCG because a regional championship is going to be right on my door. Moving on. Dallas, Texas. Collinsville, Illinois. What in the world? Mississauga? Mississauga, Ontario, California. That's a mouthful. Charlotte, North Carolina. Salt Lake City. Uh... Utah, Albany, New York, Santa Clara, California, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Those are all going to be the championships. It's a good mixture of standard and expanded. Once again, standard is what the primary season of sets that get rotated go in and out. Expanded is beginning of black and white era, which is like, what, 2014, 2015 on? And they have a ban list going on for that. So it's a good mixture of both of those. Um, it's it's getting people to, you know, put on their calendars, figure out where we're going to go. Because people, big TCG players, in order to get to Worlds, you have to get, I think, 500 points, maybe more. And these regionals are the best place to get points. I think if you 
top them or getting top eight, you get like 200 points. So doing that, going to your local leagues, doing all this stuff will get you no points to go to the world championship. And then world championship, you know, is the world championship. It's everyone around the world doing their best. I'm really excited about this one. Um, especially because you get to see the sneak peek of how the next format's going to be. And I'm trying to figure out what I want to play. I'm, I like spread decks. Like, my favorite deck has is Tapu Koko with um, Honchkrow. But that the, the, both of those cards are rotating. Like, they're, they're gone, which makes me sad. There is the new, the new Honchkrow, the Honchkrow GX. But I'm up in the air and how I feel about that one. There's a Sheninja deck going around. It's like a stall deck, which sounds cool in theory. But stall decks need to have, like, Galaxy Brain to figure out that out. Uh but speaking of TCG, I have a Twitch. Um, I streamed once in the past couple weeks. It's mainly going to be PTCGO content. I'm working on decks. I need to get more decks and stuff set up. But I'll be posting stuff on Twitter when I'm about to go live. And if you want to see more how the TCG is and what kind of games and decks I like to build, you should definitely go watch that. I think PTCGO is really fun and really well done for everyone to get into. Um, let's see. So that's that. Oh, and we finally got is, uh, visuals of the next set, um, main set. So Unified Minds is coming out. The next set is going to be Hidden Fates, which is going to be like Shining Legends. So it's going to be a side set. You can only get them in special packaging. It's going to have really cool cards in it. But the last Sun and Moon set of this era... I think it's going to be called Cosmic Eclipse, which the logo looks very similar to um, Sword and Shield, probably signify that like it's the end of an era. That's going to be our February set. Uh, it's Sun and Moon 12, so there's about 12 sets in each um, series, Sun and Moon, and the previous this was X and Y, previous that was Black and White, so on, so forth, etc., etc. Um... So, actually, sorry, that's going to be our November set. That means we're going to probably see more TCG news at the end of the year for Sword and Shield set, which is going to start in February. So, it Cosmic Clip is going to have the last of the Sun and Moon era, which is like looks like a big love letter to this, this thing. There's going to be Pokemon cards specifically about Lily, about Anne, about Cynthia, about... Bill, all all these Pokemon cards and Lusamine and Gladion, all that cool stuff. It's it's kind of like a love letter to that. So it's primarily putting those big ones. There's gonna be cards featuring Lunala, Sogaleo, Ultra Necrozma, probably some Ultra Beast somewhere, Sil Valley. So that's actually gonna be getting a really cool card. Um, I want to go talk about those games at some point. Games, though those sets at some point and do card reviews um because the next set uh looks crazy good yeah that, that's the big tcg news there'll be more and stuff um i actually want to start doing deck reviews and card reviews like i was just talking about i may actually do those as shorter format episodes to maybe release some more content as is but we'll see where that goes once I try to figure out this formatting stuff. So, let's go on to the main topic. 
That was a lot of news we put in 30 minutes. Wow. 30 minutes. A lot of stuff. Almost 40 minutes. Yeah. So, main topic. Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. Gen 5 games. A largely passed over set of games. Um, and I say that as someone that has only played them four or five years later. I I passed by those. I passed by Black and White initially. I actually went from Diamond and Pearl to actually um, X and Y. Like I, Diamond and Pearl was my last DS game for Pokemon I played. I went straight to that. I actually didn't play Black and White until after X and Y was released. But the first Black and White had some issues here and there. It was still like, I think Black and White is a really good game. People shit on the Pokemon designs because I think it has some of the most new Pokemon in the game since like Gen 2 or, you know, Gen 1. I think it has like 150 Pokemon. I can actually give you some accurate numbers right now. Let's see. Black and White. Poke. Poke. I guess well. Pokedex. So let's see. The Unova Pokedex. Yeah, Unova Pokedex by itself has 155 Pokemon. Technically 156 because they did a weird thing with Victini. Where Victini was actually Pokedex number 000. Which is the first, but whatever. Um, it's They got a lot of flack about their Pokemon designs. But some of my favorite Pokemon come out of this era, like Crocodile, I freaking love Crocodile. It got me all the way through the Elite Four, wrecked everything. I freaking love Volcarona. Volcarona is my boy. There's Chandler. There is Bisharp. Bisharp? Bisharp? Let's go Bisharp. Bisharp. There's um freaking uh, Braviary is really cool. Ferrothorn, I use Ferrothorn a lot in competitive. I don't want to say competitive actually because it's whatever. Um, I really like Samurott. It's just like a really sharp seal. Um, Superior is cool. Embor, I chose Embor through this playthrough. It got me through. We'll say, hate the elemental monkeys. Stupid. They're worthless. They don't do anything in TCG. Moving on. But yeah, it's that's the biggest thing that black and black and white and black and white to get back for but black and white 2 is a beautiful game for like for late ds it looks fantastic the the fact that there's seasons how the world looks different in each passing season how each like area has its own vibe and it's really brought to life with all the characters um the there's the story for this is actually like a really good story um, and the fact that beginning of this game, you only get Pokemon from this gen. There's only Gen 5 Pokemon all the way until the Elite Four, if not like after the Elite Four, which I thought was really cool. Like going through um, and building your team, like I didn't actually notice it my first playthrough of Black and White, but then hearing about it and realizing it, like I thought it was like, you know what? There's so much Pokemon and there's so much like decent Pokemon. There's like Jellicent, which is like Fat Pringles Jellyfish. I love Jellicent. He's really good. Um, Zebstrika. There's a good amount of flying Pokemon in this. 
Rock Pokemon, Swoobat's really cool. Um, and how each gym, like, was... Each gym had, like... You had to really... How do you say? You had to, like, really prepare. If I was playing this in a Nuzlocke, I would have lost legit at the first gym. If not earlier than that. Because I was not prepared. Like, this game is actually hard. There's, like, the difficulty in this game is, you know, not to be messed around with. I will say, I cheesed a lot of it because that's how I play Pokemon. I don't like grinding. Unless it's, like, post-game where I don't have to do anything else. But, like, I don't like grinding. But I, I use many things cheese. I use X-Attacks. I use the Sandstorm poison thing to get through the third gym with my croaker rock it's that's how that's just how i play pokemon games but it, it even that i had a difficult time um going through like the dragon gym leader I had a similar thing to how the normal gym in gen 3 did with norman where like you have to choose fighting or like a, a physical sorry offensive or defensive speed or critical hits that kind of stuff still i was not prepared for it I got wiped so many times, but that really made this game enjoyable. Cause like, okay, I actually had to like challenge myself and these gyms were like, their fighting styles were really smart and really like stuff you would like expect. Cause you just get like wrecked all the time. Um, but it, it's cool. Like I like that. The elite four, like getting to the elite four and getting to the champion, which is Iris, which, um, that whole like going up those rocks in Elite Four and the music, oh my god, the music for this game, so good. The, the the champion battle, the music for that, so good. But the biggest thing that's really cool about Black Two and White Two is that this is actually a sequel. It's sequel to Black and White takes two place later, kind of like how Gold and Silver takes two takes place two years after Red, Blue, and Gold, or Red, Blue, and Yellow. Sorry. Um, so you actually play this game differently than black and white. You have a different starting town. Different areas of the game are actually locked post-game. So like the first town, you actually don't get there until like after the game is over. Like post-game, you don't get there until then. And then, then it has like level 60 Pokemon. And Route 1 trainers are like veteran trainers and the Elite and Elite. Which I still lost them at, at the end of that because... Once again, I, you know, didn't grind too much until post-game. Even then, I'm training new Pokemon. Like, I, you find a Volcarona, and I, Volcarona is nowhere near the level of level 70 Pokemon. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm saying all this, like, like it's, it's, it's fun. Um, having, no, sorry, side note, I'm getting distracted all over the place. I don't have, like, clear, concise notes. I'm just spouting what I love about this game. Um... The, all the post-game stuff, once you beat Elite Four, this game isn't over. There's so much stuff to explore. Like, there's, like, three or four towns that you can't get to until you beat the game. And then they're, like, so full of stuff. And there's actually so many little stories sprinkled throughout all the towns that you can actually go back to. And, like, oh, this Pokemon, this person needed this. Oh, this needed that. Oh, this person just wanted me to get this for them. But, you know so on so forth there's all these little things that like hidden areas that you can't get until you get dive which is really cool seeing dive again like dive was gen 3 and then this 
It wasn't in any other generation games. I don't know if it'll be any future generation games. It would be cool to see it in Sword and Shield. But it it was cool like having that aesthetic back because the underwater aesthetic was really cool and really fun. Uh, yeah. It's Black and White 2 is honestly easy in my top five. If not top three. Pokemon designs are good. Going post stuff, I'm still doing all that. It's really cool, really fun. There's a lot of like good Pokemon here and there, and like going back to the other towns. Because once you beat the Elite Four, the new generation Pokemon, oh, new generation, old generation Pokemon, like Gen 3, Gen 2, Gen 4, start showing up everywhere. Like, my partner is actually playing this game with me, and we spent maybe 15, 20 minutes trying to find a Lapras because he knew where it was. I mean, that was a grind, but. We got a Lapras at the end of it, so it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, it's black and white easily looked over the most because people complain about all the Pokemons. I mean, like, I get it. Ducklet, Vanillux, Amoongus. Amoongus is fine, but, like, Trubbish. Like, I get it. You know, it's... Their designs are, like, they're not the best, but they're not bad. Like... Like, Black and White's based off New York. Like, Uptown New York and, like, more nature New York. So, some stuff like Solosis, that doesn't make too much sense. Gothita, that doesn't make too much sense either. Like, Deerling, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Frillish for jellyfish. The Fungus for the plants. Right, Clink Clang and Clink Clang, that's just dumb. Like, I get it. It's because there's a lot of like mechanical areas of New York or just in general industrialized places. Yada yada yada. There's all the, the alien Pokemon. Um, the bear Pokemon is really cool. I don't know if there's bears in New York. I haven't been to New York. I haven't been to the East Coast. So really hard to say. Anyways. I think the Pokemon for Gen 5 are fine. Some of them are really good. Some of them are okay. But they're fine. If I had to rate this game, I would rate it out of a five-point system, maybe four and four point five out of five. There's some issues, but overall experience, it's really good. I would put this under maybe Emerald and Heart Gold Soul Silver, and I think that's it. X and Y was good. Sun and Moon was okay. Diamond and Pearl were great. Like all these other games are good. But that's where I'd put these. Like, Emerald and Heart Gold Soul Silver are the only things above them. And I, I, I mean, that's it. I'd say, yeah, easily top three. Um, and if you can, I can't recommend enough, but get these games. Like, I got lucky and found mine at a used game store um, for, like, a decent price. I know you could probably get them online for 30 bucks, maybe. Um, and if you haven't tried them, it's, it's fun. It's really worth going back and experiencing like this after playing all these new games and seeing what they were able to do with DS software and the hardware. So I yeah, four and a, four out of five four out of five four and a p four point five out of five is where I put black two, white two. Um, I think the only other game I reviewed on this podcast is Fire Red and Fire Red Leaf Green. Um so I would definitely put this over Fire Red Leaf Green. Probably Fire Red and Leaf Green, I think. I don't know. I I think I was doing a different rating system for that, but I 
rated those very good especially for like experiencing gen 1 again i will say let's go pikachu and eevee probably the best experience for gen 1 but you need a switch but with the switch light going to be more accessible for people so i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to do like a tier like a list here like i know i listen to tequila so it's a podcast where they um take a shot every 10 minutes and they do different topics mostly text video games um this episode um they did the ranking of all the pokemon games and they did that and I think if you go on my Twitter, I post about it. Um, it's a really good listen going back and forth, like what they were talking about. And they had actually like a good ranking system. I don't have a good ranking system. I have the candidate Dust E Hill ranking system, uh, which is whatever the fuck I want. Uh, they, they went down, which I think I should do something like that. Probably less tequila involved because um, I work a lot. Yeah, if anything, I'd highly recommend that. I'll probably put that in the show notes if you want to listen to their ranking. It is a long listen, but something you put in the background do other stuff because you like. I would say, hey, play Pokemon, listen to that in the background, and see what you think. Yeah, I think, I think that's good. I think Pokemon is good. I think this episode is about done. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to try to put this out again on a weekly basis with this new format. It's, I'll see how this goes and how much the editing needs. And maybe bi-weekly. Um, I've been incredibly busy as of late. But we'll see. Um, if you like this podcast, I would love it so much if you please rate it on iTunes, on um, Stitcher on whatever podcast platform on Google reviews whatever um, it would really get my podcast out there um, and if you have any questions or if you just want to talk to me shoot me a DM or shoot me an email you can follow me on Twitter at prizecount p-r-i-z-e-c-o-u-n-t um, on Gmail it's prizecountcast at gmail.com um, I'd love to hear what y'all think. And if any of you have played Black and White 2, what's your what's your view about it? What do you think? I, I love the game. Um, I may be a little biased because, I mean, I love everything Pokemon. I, I am um, critical on some things, mainly the community. But, hey, you can all grow better for this. Yeah, let me, let me know. Just shoot me, a, shoot me a tweet. Shoot me an email. Love to hear from you. Um, the intro and outro music is by Glitch X City. It's the Lavender Town Remix Volume, not Volume, Version 2. Um, highly recommend. Fantastic music. Fantastic person. Person? Person. You should go listen to all her stuff. Yeah, um, that's me for now. So until next time, y'all have a great day.